what do you want to be in a group? He says, well, you know, I want to be in a group where when I say I'm going to do something, they'll hold me accountable so it gets done. And I said to him, I said, I don't think I'd want to be in a group with you. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you know, he was just, I'm a nice guy. My mother loves me. What are you talking about? I, and I said, I want to be in a group of people that when they say they're going to do something, mm -hmm. they get it done. Mm -hmm. And those people will hold me to the highest standard and help me be my best me. They'll challenge me. We've got some Hey, I'm Luis. And this is Luis. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and, and increase revenue. <laughs> You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The Goldie Podcast is simple. Entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. That's right. Did I, did I throw you off with the double and and no dude, that's, that's your like signature move everybody's like oh nice to meet you fonsi and and louise how you doing uh anyways what are we talking about today fonts oh man today we have an incredible guest and we're talking about creating unshakable accountability for you your clients and of course your content oh baby guys if you're enjoying this show go ahead and follow it download all these episodes the show has grown so much in the last few months thank you so much we love you thank you for the support and provide feedback let us know what do you want to hear that is anyways. right and if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal which i am certain that he will please don't forget to share this episode <laughs> with somebody else that's right. So we are back with another legendary guest. Today we have a previous president of the National Speakers Association and a Speakers Hall of Famer here with us. No pressure whatsoever. <laughs> Today's guest is the founder of the Accountability Institute. He has written 12 books and host the I Am Accountable podcast. Ooh, not to mention that he has helped massive organizations drive millions in revenue by implementing his accountability methods. Oh, and all this while being an incredible husband and father of four. I'm definitely having to, I'm going to have to ask some for some advice <laughs> over here. Just saying. Clearly, you can tell that I write the intros. <laughs> Guys, please welcome the master of accountability, the leader of leaders and Soon to be Content is Profit Hall of Famer, Sam Silverstein! Welcome, Sam. Hey, what an introduction. I am honored. I am moved. I'm excited to be here. I'm, I'm, ex you, that was such a great introduction. I'm expecting to learn something today. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Well, welcome. Happy Monday, Sam. As we're recording this, we're extremely excited to, to bring you in here because the topic that you bring and that you're an expert and then you have a ton of books around the topic and an institute around the topic has helped us move the things forward. And as, as we were, you know, going through, this material, I'm like, man, we should have met Sam like three years ago. We would have been so far ahead. Right. It's like, where would we be right now if we would have met Sam about three years ago? Well, but we're here now, we're, so this is good. That is right. There's no time like the present. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Sam, how do you, like, how do you define accountability, right? What, what, like, why accountability? Well, I, as an author and a speaker, and consultant with organizations. I'd worked for many years and very few people knew how to recommend me because they didn't know what I did. I had a sales program, a personal development program, a creative marketing program, building dynamic relationships, personal growth and all this. I have an MBA, I've owned businesses, and I realized that I needed to pick a lane. I needed to, uh, I needed to really 
really gain a focus. And mm. and I, I was sitting in a program by actually by a friend of mine, Joe Calloway, and he's the one that said pick a lane. And I'm like, okay. And I started thinking about this. And then what I realized is the foundational element, the foundational element in life and business, um, in our world and our community is accountability. And that's what everything I was talking about really connected back mm. to. So I put my blinders on, I put my tinted lenses on, and I started to see everything through the lens of accountability. And when I did that, it exploded. That's mm. when it exploded. Interesting. I'm just going to point this out. There's some sort of similarities where, <laughs> you know, about three years ago, we hired a coach and he said, in his own words, pick a lane. Because we were doing everything <laughs> in the marketing space, right? We were literally, we, were, we thought we had a business. We were really freelancing <laughs> just, you know, our motto was literally, we would go to businesses and ask them, hey, what do you, you don't like about the, the marketing agency that's currently helping you out? They would mention something we're like, we can do that better. Right? We're like, <laughs> we are the anti-marketing agency. And everything changed when we actually picked a lane, just like you did. Yeah, it's, uh, well, several things happen. One, you gain focus. And when you gain focus, you start to go deeper. There, you know, knowledge is abundant. And what is a commodity is surface knowledge. Anybody can grab a book, read a book. And then they go out and they start talking about the book, but that doesn't mean they're an expert. Mm. And what I realized early on is I wanted to be the proverbial iceberg. When I showed up and talked about something, I wanted my client, my audience to, to see the tip of the iceberg and not necessarily know about how much depth was there. And then over time go, oh my gosh, there's so much more here than I realized. Well, that can't happen unless you put those blinders on and you yeah. go deep. And that's, you know, you mentioned my books. Oh, recently, I looked back at my books and and um, I realized each book needed the book before it. Mm. And so because what I've done is I peel it back and go deeper. Then I go a little bit deeper. Then I go a little bit deeper because it's through that process of discovery that we're able to get to that depth. You can't get to a meaningful depth and be unique in the marketplace if you're living on the surface. Yeah, fun, fun fact here real quick. The other day I was cleaning my car and I had these post-it notes on the side and I picked them up and I started looking at them. I was like, what do I have in here? One of them was kind of like a messaging cadence for like cold email. And then the next one was this thing that I wrote a long time ago called the message distillery theory. And it was literally the same thing that you're talking about. It was about every time you share your message, the more, the more you share it, it's kind of like, a, let's say a good whiskey, right? Like you distill it and the more you distill it, like the better it becomes. And I was like, look at that. That is awesome. It's a great reminder that I just need to keep sharing my message, right? So... I, I, I'm seeing you here, like getting <laughs> excited about it. So I'm sure you got something else that. to say about this. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what it's all about. Repetition is the mother of learning. We just had our annual accountability summit this past week. And that's where our certified mm. accountability advisors come together. And, and, and we talk about how about this message of accountability, leadership, workplace culture, how to go deeper, how to help our clients with it. And during that time, it was transformational because you could see People who'd been around this in our program had, you know, they'd earned their certification. But as we started to go deeper into the content, the lights come on. And mm. so it came on for them 
at a deeper level. Yeah. And if it comes on for them at a deeper level, not only can they apply it in their life, they can help others do it. So that's what the more you teach, the more you learn, the more you discover, and then the better you teach next time. Yeah. That's right. So guys, make sure you are sharing your message consistently because the more you do it, the better it gets. Yeah. I have, yeah, I have just be careful. Just be careful because when you have kids and you start <laughs> teaching them, sometimes they just may get tired of hearing those same things over and over again. Now, I'm not talking from experience with four kids or anything. I'm just saying perhaps that could happen in someone's life. Yeah. So how But, old are your kids? Oh, uh, my kids are adults now. Uh, they, yeah. uh, they're adult children. Yeah. So uh, now now it comes back to me. You know, in. Dad. <laughs> you told me X, Y, Z. I was going to uh, say, aren't we all adult children, though? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I'd like so, to keep that childlike nature, right? That's yeah. right. Um, th there's a couple ways I can... Like I have two questions, but your answer will probably go to two different places. So I'm going to save one for later. Uh, the publishing one, I'm going to save it for later. But... Um, I'm very curious, like with the companies that you help, right? Like we're on our side, we help on content systems on the, on the backend processes of all these things. And there are certain elements, right? That certain team members in their team need to be accountable for, responsible for, and different things, right? And there's always a level of friction, right? Uh, on implementing these things on the day to day. And for some of those companies, we've also, whoop, there we go, okay. Um, the for, wife. The, the wife is calling. It's like, God, uh, you're too loud. <laughs> um, for some of these companies, right, uh, when this new system or new process starts to be implemented, the, obviously there's going to be some friction and some people are going to execute. Some people might not execute fully. So what's your advice when people are trying to implement these new systems or what is the thing that you see? What's the friction that you see when you help these companies? All right. So we're going to have to back up just a little bit. It's a wonderful question. Early on, you 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 asked a multi-point question. I asked, I answered everything but one of the points, and that sure. was, what is accountability? So let me define accountability. Perfect. Accountability is keeping your commitments to people. It's it, You're responsible for things. You're accountable to people. So I'm responsible to get the report done. I'm responsible to take out the trash. I'm responsible to um, balance the checkbook. Those are responsibilities. Your job description is a list of responsibilities But accountability is is between people. You're accountable to and for people. Yeah. And it's a relational topic, not a tactical one. So getting stuff done is just the price of admission. If you're not getting your job done, wh why, would, why would your boss let you stay in the organization? That doesn't make sense to me. So yeah. accountability is, is a relational topic between people and When the accountable leader in an organization takes on that responsibility, what they do is they, they're accountable to their people to create an environment that inspires them to be their best mm. and to choose to be accountable, which means they're going to live the values. They're going to stand by you when all hell breaks loose. Their word is their bond. Um, it, it's They're committed to it's all of us, which means if you fail, I fail, and only when you succeed do I succeed. And when that's happening... When a leader has an initiative within an organization, the people are on board because they know the leader is by their side as, as, as a comrade, not an adversary. Mm -hmm. um, and so the old, the old way of thinking that accountability is, is, is negative is wrong. It's like the leader that says, I'm going to hold you accountable. They're literally putting a gun to your head. 
Nobody wants to be held accountable. But yeah. the leader that comes alongside and says, I'm going to help you be accountable because I'm going to model it to you. I'm going to help you succeed. Well, when you create that environment in an organization, everything changes. So, wow. so, so how, I love it. How do you create that environment, right? Or, or how do we? How do people start creating that environment, right? Because a lot of it, it now, especially, we have a lot of companies that are not on site, right? So maybe that will create some friction in communication on on things. We, our team is completely all spread out around the world, so different time zones as well. So how do companies in this modern day start implementing something like this? Yeah, organizations that are virtual that aren't all together in the same room, the rules are the same. They don't change. What changes is how you step things out. What changes mm -hmm. are the tactics. But how do you start this? Well, first you have to define what your culture is in your organization. Mm -hmm. That culture is defined through a set of values. A set of values must comply. It must be a great set, not great values, a great set. And there's a difference because if it's not a great set, it won't touch on everything that needs to be touched on to create this high performance, sustainable culture. So a great set has foundational values that talk about the character of the organization, professional values that talk about excellence, how we do things here, relational values, both internal and external relationships, how we communicate and get along, and community values, how we support and connect to the community. When an organization goes through and we facilitate this process of defining what all these values are, then the question is, how do they get up to speed on living those values? Because the goal is that everyone in the organization is living those values and living them the same way. If someone is allowed to stay in the organization that's not living the values, then those values are not the organizational values. If I'm treating people like a jerk and respect is one of our values and you let me stay because I'm the number one salesperson, then mm. respect is not one of our values. Not only that, you've told everyone in the organization, if you're a high performance, you can treat people a high performer. You can mm. treat people any way you want. Yeah. You've also told the rest of the sales team that you're no good because we can't afford to fire our number one salesperson who's not living the values. So now you're bringing the organization down. So you start to see that creating this culture based on a strong, clear set of values becomes very powerful. Yeah. You're eliminating people that, that, quite frankly, others don't want to work with. You're creating an environment where people connect on the values. And in that high-performance environment, people come together, they help each other, they get more done, and ultimately the company's more profitable. Yeah. Mm. So the law. Religious, the, the law, law right there. I'm curious, would you would you be willing to share the the values of your company? Well, I'm I'm absolutely happy to share the values of my organization. Every organization that we lead through this process, quite honestly, you know, they come up with a different set. Yeah. The values of my organization is um We've actually distilled it down into three, but the mm. narrative is important. See, it's not about a word. It's about what does that word mean yeah. and how do we live yeah. it here? So yeah. one of my values, integrity, do what's right. Mm. We make decisions based on the belief that our word is our bond and doing what is right is always the right thing to do. We commit to doing this no matter what. That's one of our values. Nice. So anyone associated with us knows how to make a decision based on that. Uh, one of our values is respect all people. We see all people as equal. We value other people's opinions, appreciate their beliefs, and recognize the importance of their priorities, mm. which means 
everyone has a, a voice at the table. It means it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, where you went to school, where you didn't go to school, where you grew up, what your accent is, what kind of clothes you wear. Um, none of that matters because as soon as you allow that to matter and you start seeing people differently, then people don't have an equal voice. Well, mm. do we step that out? Do all of us step that out? That's the key. And the third value that, that we have is create significance in people's lives. Mm. We create mm. meaning in our lives and the lives of the people around us. We look for ways to create significance in our family. We make the effort to get to know people. We look for potential in the people for whom we come in contact. We encourage people. We participate in our community and we work to make a difference. There's a lot there. Yeah. Each each of those lines yeah. basically unpacks how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to treat people, how we're supposed to participate in the community. Now, the question is, are those values showing up? Because if they're not showing up in my organization, then they're not our values. Mm. And if we put them on the wall, we put them on the website, we print them on something, and then we allow someone to stay who's not li living them, then I'm a liar. Mm. And nobody wants to work for a liar. Mm. Oh, this is very, very powerful. I love it. We actually have our own set of core values. We actually go with a, through them with our team every Monday. Uh, listening to yours, I was like, man, like I, I love this. I, the, I the wonder. Bar, the bar was just raised. Yeah, like I wonder. <laughs> we, we definitely need to dig deeper in our values. It's like Sam has done it once or twice. <laughs> well, I will tell you, if you want a little help with it, you can go to valuesworksheet.com mm -hmm. and there's a free download valuesworksheet.com. There's a free download that'll that'll step you through how to how to discover what your values are, either individually it. or you could use it organizationally. Uh, this played exactly into, into the question that I had in my head as you were going through this, right? Because I go back to the initial stages of, of the company that we started to build, you know, six years ago. And it was mm -hmm. all over the place. You know, we sold stickers, we did uh, printed t-shirts, we marketed a brand, we go here, all these things, right? We're just hunting the shiny object. Hunting the shiny object, and we fail miserably, right? Until we found content, which is the thing that we do now on the, the podcast and these things, right? And once we got that, then we felt like we had some time to really sit down on this. But wh while we were in the starting point, in the transitioning to what are we actually building uh people kept or the coaches and the people that we were like uh, looking forward to to meet and all this advice right was coming like you guys have to find have to define your values but for some reason we always left it right to a side we're like oh man like if we don't sell we don't eat so just go sell before we do this right and and i'm sure there's some people listening that it might be they might be in that situation where uh, they might feel like they don't have the time to put and think into this, right? Because once we sat down, we, we started asking very important questions. What drives us? Like what? Like what? Uh, what are the values that come from family, right? All these things that are coming from external. Like how do I perceive? Like where do we want to go? Like how do we want to present ourselves and be honest with ourselves and present it to the team? And then once they come on, like are they the right fit? Like all these questions come to our head. So why do you say to people that might be putting this off? to the side or they have something in there, uh, but they, they're not paying enough attention to it since it's so important. Well, it's easy to put things off to the side. I mean, life is hectic. Life is busy. I, I think things are busier now than ever before. Mm. Um, just the other day I was trying to 
remember what life was like before email. Um, you know, and you think, and I'm like, I just can't imagine, but there's always something coming at us. Yeah. Here's, here's one of the things that we teach. We teach that it's important to know what your unique purpose is and unique your unique purpose is what brings you joy in the service of others. That's how we define it. What brings you joy in the service of others? And we have a way of figuring out what that is. We've sort of unpacked that and reverse engineered it. And when you know what your unique purpose is, then what is your mission? Well, your mission is your purpose in action. Your mission is your purpose in action. So now the question becomes, is this important for me to step out my mission? That's why I'm, my unique purpose is, is why I'm here. The mission's mm. where it's showing up. And if I need to be doing something that's going to allow me to be successful in achieving my mission, then I've got to have the internal fortitude to say, wait a second, this is more important than getting on the Xbox and playing another game. Now, there's nothing wrong with getting on Xbox and playing a game or watching a TV show. But it, it all the pieces have to fit in. But that's where we as human beings, sometimes we just have to make the decision. This is important. This is why it's important. It connects to my mission, yeah. which is my purpose in action. And so that's where I'm going to choose to focus. So it might be on a Saturday, instead of watching the ball game, you're in your office getting some work done. Now, that doesn't mean that's every Saturday. Yeah. I'm not saying neglect your family, but sometimes, hey, Sometimes it's showtime and you got to go and you got to go get it done. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Brian Tracy, eat the frog, right? <laughs> like what are those priorities and take care of those big ones first. And I'm guilty of that. I'm very guilty. Well, I'm not going to rephrase that. I've been guilty, right? Of actually starting my day, not eating the frog. And then when it gets towards the end of the day, I'm so tired. I'm exhausted. I don't have the energy to take Move on the big tasks. Yeah, and then tomorrow might be the same thing. I do the same exact thing, and I end up procrastinating, and that procrastination is a bigger pain than actually just starting the thing and doing it at that moment. And I don't. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So, so what you shared is something that's true for all of us. I don't want you to think that I don't procrastinate. I don't want you to. I don't want you to think that there aren't things on my calendar that I didn't slide over from yesterday <laughs> to today because I didn't get them done yesterday. That happens to all of us. So mm. here's what I suggest. First of all, don't beat yourself up. All that time you're spending beating yourself up is keeping you from doing something productive. Mm -hmm. Just we are where we are, okay? It, it, this is the time. This is the minute. This is exactly where I am right now. Ask yourself one question. What's the most important thing I need to do to move forward on the mission that I've identified? And then... Do it. And it doesn't matter if the phone is ringing or you're getting a text message or this is blowing up or we are going to be inundated with distractions. And the hardest thing for me, and I imagine for, for a lot of other people, is, is, is eliminating the distractions, picking that one thing and go get it done. And then when it's done, pick the next thing. Because if you don't do that, there's just too much to do. And then you just kind of throw your hands up and you give up. I'm done. There's just too much to do. Well, yeah, it's not going to, you're not going to finish the race today. You're just going to move a little bit further down the course. 
Do it in alignment with your values. Do it in a way that serves other people. Do it in a way that delivers value. Do it in a way that you're proud of the end result. Um, I, I spent yesterday afternoon and got up early this morning fixing a bunch of stuff that we paid someone to do. And when they gave it to us, the quality was mediocre. Mm. And it's like, I just said, you know what? I'm going to fix this myself. And I sat down and opened the files up and started and making the corrections because I knew what it needed to be. And so yeah. I just, I just did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I like this because we actually, well, I recently joined, my brother has been doing it now for a while, but this is what we mentioned, you know, before we started the podcast, we actually joined an accountability group where we meet every single day for 10, 15 minutes in the morning. And we say, what is it? That big frog, what, right? The eat the, the big frog that we're going to, that we're going to eat yeah, that day. Yeah, that kind of the little circle. Let's go. Uh, okay. Now let's talk about that though. You... You, you brought this up. I love it. You could say I wrote the book on it. <laughs> well, that, he wrote the book on it. We just said it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I did. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That's me. All right. Here's the thing, guys. I was having a conversation with somebody a few months ago and I talked about how at the Accountability Institute, everyone that is enrolled, that is working on their certification, we get together weekly and they're in my accountability circle. And he goes, Oh, I want to be in a group where, you know, it, 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 I said, why do you want to be, why do you want to, why do you want to be in a group? And he says, well, you know, I want to be in a group where when I say I'm going to do something, they'll hold me accountable. So it gets done. And I said to him, I said, I don't think I'd want to be in a group with you. <laughs> and he was like, oh. you know, he was just, I'm a nice guy. My mother loves me. What are you talking about? I and I said, I want to be in a group of people that when they say they're going to do something, mm. they get it done. Mm -hmm. And those people will hold me to the highest standard and help me be my best me. They'll challenge me based on my values. See, I mastermind groups, and we've all heard this term, are great, and it's all about best practice. To me, an accountability circle is first and foremost, understanding what, if the three of us are in an accountability circle, we need to know what each other's values are. We need to know what our unique purpose is and our mission. Because in what you're gonna say, I'm gonna share a situation. I've gotta make a decision. I don't know what to do. What do you think? And you're gonna go, Sam, well, the, the three things that you're looking at, one of those doesn't even line up with your values. I'm going, oh, you're right. I don't even know why I would think that. Okay, that's off the list. Yeah. That's an accountability circle. An accountability circle is helping people stay aligned with their values, with their mission, and be their best self as they navigate the challenges that they're faced in their personal and professional life. The, the, the mastermind part of it, the best practices that we can learn from each other, well, that's on top of it. But until you lay that foundation, nothing happens. And when a group matures to the point where they realize that that's the foundation for the group, the values, the mission, and helping align each each other align with that, that's when the group gets really powerful. That's when we see the best results. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love that. Can I can I read one of my personal core values? I um, love it. And I, 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 Bring I would it love on. I would love your your honest feedback on this. So I just call I like to put like names to everything. So this one is radically heart center. 
I'm radically honest and an open individual who connects with everyone at a deeper and meaningful level. I act in accordance to who they told me they want to be and will hold them accountable. Right? So I, I think that one in a way came from a need of also holding myself accountable with myself, right? Of doing things. I'm like, I would also like, like you were talking about being in a circle of doers, right? People that when they're going to say something that they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And I'm like, I want to be one of those people as well. And at the same time, just like you mentioned the other guy, I kind of resonated there a little bit. Like I would like for them to tell me if I follow my values, right? And they tell me this, they hold me accountable. So I'm curious, like, what do you think on, on that, right? And I started just rethinking about this because I was like, okay, I don't want to come in with the mindset. I don't, I don't want my core value to imply that I don't do things or that I'm surrounded with people that don't do things and that I have to hold them accountable, right? I want the people so, that are already accountable with themselves. So here's, you asked me for my honest feedback, right? Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> are, are you sitting down? <laughs> uh, no, but he can be. Yeah, I no. can be. Okay, yeah. All right, so first of all, I love the fact that you have a phrase and not a word. So, you know, I didn't tell you my value is integrity. I said it was integrity, do what's right. I didn't say respect, that's respect all people. I think it gives it more understanding, depth, richness when there's a phrase versus a word. Now, can you do it with a word? Yes, but I prefer a phrase. Yeah. Um, I also think the narrative is important. Read your narrative to me again. I want to make one suggestion. Right. I'm radically honest, an open individual who connects with everyone at a deeper and meaningful level. I act in accordance to who they told me they want to be and will hold them accountable. I act in accordance with who they told me they want to be. They want to be, and I will hold them accountable. I will help them be accountable. Mm. Don't hold them, help them. Perfect. I'm fixing it right now. <laughs> Great. I'm honored. Yeah. Help them. Don't hold them. Yeah. Help them. How can you help them? Let's talk about that. You can help them by modeling what you, what, what you want them to be. Yep. You can model these 10 commitments. You said you had my book, no matter what yes, you're sir. reading through it. There's 10 specific commitments that define accountability. Live those 10 commitments, model them, mm. and then encourage them to be better. Encourage them. Look, we live in a difficult time. And there's a lot of radical thinking out there. A lot of people think they're right about a lot of stuff that they have no idea what they're talking about. Mm. I sat down to have dinner with a client once. And it was the night before a program. This is the third time I've spoken for this client. Then he says at dinner, this is a chief operating officer. He says, tomorrow there's going to be 500 people in the room. They're all middle level management managers. First of all, I hate the term manager. They're leaders. You manage things. You lead people. Second, he says, none of them have a college degree. So keep it simple and give them three good points and you'll be wonderful. You know our company. Well, at this moment, he just put a ceiling on 500 important people in his organization. He said, they don't have a college degree. They can only handle it if it's simple. Mm -hmm. Now, I have a choice. I either 
ignore it or speak up. You know, he should have said, Sam, I've you've you've worked with our company before. Don't hold back. Give them everything you have. We've got great people. Yeah. They'll take it and run with it because I'm going to help them do that. He didn't do that. So now what you allow in your space, you condone. What you allow in your space, you condone. I can't let him say that and just let it drift off, even though he's a client. I got to turn to him and say, look, I don't care whether they have a college degree or not. Your people are sharp. They can take everything I give them and more. I am not going to tone it down. I'm turning it up. I want you to outperform next year what you did this year. I got to turn it up to do that. What you allow in your space, you condone. If you want to help people be accountable, we have to find non-confrontational ways to point things out. So it's like I'm at the dinner table with my wife and another couple, and someone says, you know, there's someone in the in the uh, in the organization that's earning over six figures, and then she wants to she comes in one day and says, I want to take the rest of the day off. And you would think that she's smart enough to know better than that. And I said, wait a second. So you're saying if you're earning over six figures, you're smart. But if you're earning under six figures, that's acceptable because you're just not that smart. And you know, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. Mm. That's what he said. Okay. And so I kind of have to laugh and I say, oh, so so you're saying if someone's not earning six figures, they're dumb and it's okay. No, no, no. So I challenge him on it in a friendly, non-confrontational way. But what you allow in your space, you condone. Mm. I can't allow that to go on. Not mm. if I'm going to be accountable to the people around me as I say that I am in my values. Wow. Um, th this resonates big time. You know, that before Beast Rose, uh, we were like in the fitness industry, so we had coaches teams and sales teams and uh, and so i you know we in a sense have been involved with people from the very very beginning uh almost 10 years now which is crazy and uh it, it resonates so much the whole versus the help right because on the hold also as you're going through this in your head as a leader in many ways you're like man like i i'm feeling a lot of weight on my shoulders right i have to the perception is i have to carry this on like i have to like bring them with me like the vision and the thing right and then when you shift that perspective to help it's so much different right and then also to give yourself permission to um if you're helping to the best of your ability, right? If you're putting all the tools in front of them, if you are providing resources, if you bring all their experts and if you provide all this stuff, right? You help them move forward and they still don't do, maybe that's not the right person for for that organization, right? We talk about the values. In the, so as you're describing all the situations in my head, I'm like, boy, like this massive weight shifted in my shoulders just by by changing that perspective and i and i call everybody out right now that are listening to the podcast either in their business or managing their content teams um a lot leading of leading their content teams that's what i said leading you said is <laughs> it managing i said leading their content teams I'm gonna is that, is that right? Because you say you, you say <laughs> you don't like the word manager, so I'm like, you put you. I, I'm staying out of this. No, <laughs> you on, did say you're you, the voice. You did the say <laughs> you did say you go back and listen to it. You did say managing, managing the content. Okay, okay, team. okay. I, uh, so now you lead the team, 
but you're the content man- is in files in your you manage the, the content, content yeah. but you lead the team. Okay, very good. Sounds good. Awesome. Point, I, for, point for Ponzi. The, <laughs> the fact police over here. Okay, uh, no, I love it. But uh, in, in that sense, right? Like there, there's a lot of visions that when when we deal with clients, right? Every single day, and their clients have their own vision and the the whole way of like seeing things, and they want to put that vision out there. And with content, it's very raw, right? Because if it's if it doesn't mimic what you really thought, it's really challenging with with the team. And how do we evolve that? And we're going through that process right now with our team. There's a new product that we're launching that is in beta testing with a couple of people already, and that was the product of that feedback that came in. And how do we how do we provide the the resources for the team to execute on that, right? How do we show that vision to them? How do we help them get there? And just last week, our main video guy was like, hey, Fonzie, I'm raising my hand. Let me do this, right? Because Fonzie built a prototype to show the vision and and uh, and help the team move forward. And then they all raise their hands instead of us assigning them and telling them what to do and like hold them accountable. They, uh, Fonzie showed the way and they did that. And it was amazing. And today we talked about it and we shut him out in the, in the meeting. So again, I'm going back to this thing and I encourage everybody listening, go back to the whole versus the help because how are you tackling those situations? So Sam, thank you for bringing that up, man. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And you know, this is, it's not like flipping a light switch, you know, it's th- th- all this shows up in the workplace culture. And so it's about building that culture over time to where people know what's going to happen. They know when you're going to, when you come up with a new idea or a new product or new, they know that, 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 A, you've put time into it. They know the excellence. They know that you're not trying to do something to take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. Okay, because accountability is always going to be based on valuing people. Um, and when they know these things, then they're free to contribute ideas, to to be creative. They want to volunteer, like you just said. They're sticking their hands up saying, let me do this. Let me run with it. Yeah. You build a reputation over time as a leader for leading with that style. Yeah, absolutely. Sam, we are getting closer to the end. So I want to give you the space to, to share about the Accountability Institute, right? And about the books. You launched a book a week ago. How the right? do you write 12 books, man? Like, I, I, I mean, he's, he's reading 12 books, <laughs> which you're going to be able to find in the description below. So make sure you scroll down and tap on the links and show, buy them all 12. Show the stack. Actually, the- <laughs> buy 12 many times so you can give them to all of your people. Uh, well, but Sam, show a little bit about the book. Of- <laughs> you know... <laughs> yeah, we're. I'm. I'm really honored. I'm honored you asked me on. Um, I really am. The new book is the Accountability Advantage: uh, Design a Sustainable, High Performance Culture to Build Stronger Businesses, Communities, and People. That's what we're about. Um, the Accountability Institute. We founded the Accountability Institute a couple of years ago with the idea that we want this message of accountability, leadership, and workplace culture to have a long life. And and what we did is we had created. You talk about content. We've created so much content. We said, how is it available to others so they can deliver greater value to their clients? Mm. And so we created the Certified Accountability Advisor designation. When people come into the Accountability Institute, they have the chance to earn their certification. And then they have access to so many tools, assessments, Mm. um, over 50 hours of development material that they can use with clients. Um, Crazy uh, workbooks, facilitation guides. Yeah. I mean, just all really well done materials. 
we want them to be whatever their passion is and connect accountability to it for their clients. We have people that talk about leadership, former attorneys, uh, uh, CPAs, mm. professional speakers that talk about stress that are bringing accountability in because it aligns with all these messages. And so if somebody wants to learn more about the Accountability Institute, very simply go to theaccountabilityinstitute.com and you can uh, set up a time, love to talk to you, see if it's a good fit. We're looking for people who wanna be in a close network of other speakers, trainers, coaches, consultants that wanna work together to help each other grow their business and build a more accountable world. Yeah, so I'm curious, how, how long did it took you from choosing your lane that you shared at the beginning of the podcast to opening the Accountability Institute? What was that transition for? What was that transition like? That was about, I'm gonna say there was about 15 years in there. Wow. And um, I think we were positioned to do it earlier, but even this last book that just came out a week or so ago, this is a key piece for 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 these certified accountability advisors because this this basically gives them all the tools they need to go into an organization and help them restructure or define their entire culture. And I mean, this we have a guy that's got a proposal out with this base, a six figure proposal. He never would have had it had he not had these yeah. materials. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's taken time to get to this point. People don't have to reinvent the wheel. We like to come alongside, help them with their core message, take what we have. Mm -hmm. And this way they can work with a client much longer because they have so much more value to offer. And it works. It mm -hmm. all works. It makes a difference. These organizations thrive. I love it. Um, thank you, Sam. This has been super exciting and, and uh, to me very meaningful, right? Because we deal with people of all shapes and forms and, and leadership styles in many ways with many teams. And it's been, it's fun to, to deep dive into something like this. Now I have a very, a couple questions, right? But uh, as we wrap up, you wrote what? 12, thir 13 books with this new one that just came out a week ago, right? Or is that the 12? 12. 12. That's the 12. He's already I'm working on 13. Yeah, I'm working say, on 13. Made, yeah, you I'm in your mind. <laughs> I, already, I already know where I'm going there. So, you know, that that alone is uh, a magnificent achievement, right? Let alone, you know, a lot of people are like, man, one book? Wow, that's so so crazy. Or one video. Oh, my gosh. Like, there, in publishing, there's a lot of that, right? So what what was your biggest challenge when it came to publishing and putting your message out there? Obviously, you have a ton of years of of doing the and, thing and a speaking experience and speaking too. experience right but when he came to putting that message out right you guys are fully committed with the institute with the content that you guys put out there but what was the biggest challenge and and how do you overcome that i don't you know you the question before this was a brilliant question how long did it take for the accountability institute because that's the answer to this. You know, I said, I said 15, it was 28 years. I've been doing this for 28 years when we founded the Accountability Institute. The first 10 or 12 or 13, um, I was trying to figure it out, okay? Mm. And that's when I finally got my blinders on and mm -hmm. uh, um, went deep. I, it's about starting. If, if someone, if I compare myself, if, if I compare myself to someone else, it's overwhelming. Oh my gosh, he's got 70 books, 60 books, 50 books, he's whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I could never do that, you know? And 
the biggest challenge is doing what what's right in front of us right now. Um, get your ideas together and write us write an article. Write ten articles on the topic. The ten articles that you just wrote on the topic are your ten chapters in your book. Take the articles, expand them a little bit. Put an opening introduction and put a a, a a closing chapter. You've got 12 chapters. You've got a book. It won't be the best book you ever wrote. It will be the first book you've written. And then if you want, do it again. The next one will be better. Why? Because you've already done it once. Yeah. If I'm not a better writer today than I was 30 years ago, something's wrong. I've been doing this for a long time. I Hopefully I'm better. Everyone gets better. Yeah. Start. Do something small and meaningful and start. That's the biggest challenge. Absolutely. I was listening to a podcast yesterday. Um, are you familiar with Ryan Holiday by any chance? Yeah. So he was talking. He, he shared something along these lines, and I might be butchering a little bit, but he said, Lazy people are the ones that suffer the most. And I'm going to add to that. Lazy and people that procrastinate are the ones that suffer the most because the pain of not getting it done and just having it in your mind is way bigger than the pain of actually doing the thing. And that resonated because, you know, I, I personally have procrastinated in the past quite a few times. And, you know, I actually grew up in a household. I, Again, dad, I love you. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> but, you know, like he used to tell me a lot of times, it's like, you're so lazy. You're so lazy. And I personally feel like I grew up with that identity in my mind. Right. And I've been working hard to move beyond that identity. Um, but it's, it does bring a lot of suffering and pain because you're consistently thinking of, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. And that weight is horrible. Because at the end of the day, it just stops you from the most important challenge, which is the one right now that you just mentioned. So again, this is a, a call to people that are listening right now. You right now, if you have something that you need to get done right now, sometimes the difficult part is you starting. And once you start, it's game over. You got it done. Yeah, and then exactly. go to Salmon so they can uh, help you be accountable uh, for the rest. Buy of all twelve journey. books, <laughs> get certified. Yeah, and if you want to, hey, you know, we talked about. I love that. Sure, buy all twelve, buy three copies, and share them with friends. <laughs> yes. um, but seriously, I, I also love to give things away. And so we talked about those ten commitments of accountability. Mm -hmm. If you want to know where you are on that spectrum of those ten commitments, all you have to do is go to am I accountable .com. There's a free personal assessment. A-M-I, amiaccountable.com. Take the assessment. See where you are. Start on this journey. You know, our mission, my mission is to build a more accountable world. The mission of my organization is to help 100,000 executives and business owners build a more accountable business and create a sustainable, high-performance culture. I can't do that alone. That's why we have to give these things away. We need people, we need to raise the awareness. And you know what? If the Accountability Institute might be in the back of your mind, give us a shout out. Let's talk about it and see if it's a fit. That's awesome. I'm sorry. And I'd love to come back and talk to you guys again. You're the best. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Thank you. We earned their respect. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, that, that was the whole purpose, yeah. getting I mean, a second interview. Just yeah. saying. It would be an honor. It would be an honor to have yes, you. I would, I would love to to talk about to about the, the speaking side. I think that would be absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. 
talk about your journey and how you know how to make it into how you made it into the hall of fame uh, for speakers and how you made it into the hall of fame for content is profit of course what do they <laughs> do they give you like a golden mic that'll be great like um, <laughs> I, I got i got a glass little statue upstairs it's yeah. not in, in the studio here but the uh, se second um, uh, i did get something yeah all right we're gonna have <laughs> to start awesome. we're gonna have to start sending something yeah. for uh, for hall of yeah, fame we're, we're putting out there some you're coming back for the speaking side because that's that's amazing Please, yes. let me know when we'll put it on the calendar Anytime, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, so as we wrap up the show, last question, I promise. Uh, it's where will you be if you never published? Well, I wouldn't be here. And I wouldn't be... You know, we can't run simultaneous tracks, so it's hard to know how things would turn out. But I know this. In this career of publishing and speaking... Um, I have met some of the most amazing people and built some of the deepest friendships and relationships um, that really, um, that I live for. And my wife and I would not have gone on this amazing journey had I not written that first book on my laptop computer at two in the morning, sitting down on the floor, leaning up against the bed while she slept. Um, so... If that's what I owe it all to, then that's what I owe it all to. That and the fact that a lot of people along the way have helped me, um, I'm I'm just trying to return that gift as well. Wow, that was amazing. So I, I I need to add this uh, to what you just shared. So this morning on our accountability call, right, the first thing that we start is, what is my why? And I joined this group actually last week was my very first week. My brother has been doing it for a while. And the whole week... You know, my why was, you know, I want to remove all financial worries for my parents. Uh, we're from Venezuela. Our parents are in there, right? So we want to, you know, provide an amazing life for them and, you know, being able just to help them. And the guy was like, I want to challenge you to like, I mean, he's like, I like that. I really like that. But I want to challenge you for something, you know, uh, more impactful in the community that you move on. And today I shared the one that I think I kind of like, it, it really called, uh, called me when I wrote this. And it is, I want to help entrepreneurs connect with the coolest people that will <laughs> help them grow their business and experience incredible personal growth all through their own publishing platforms. So when you share that, you know, you've met incredible people. I was like, wow, maybe this is meant to be, you know, <laughs> it's meant to be that I was writing this today. Absolutely. That's what I believe. So uh, this is just just the start of our relationship. So let's build a friendship. And uh, and um, I can't wait to see where it takes us. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you, Sam. Uh, well, I guess thank that's you. it. With that said, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform and on social media at Beast Bros Co. That is Ryan and Sam here. Help you move one step closer towards your goal and help you be more accountable. Please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.